Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Transition offensively. Morgan Riley back. McDavid beat him. Rich shot score. Beautiful move. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. There's a tentative agreement between the NHL and the NHL Players Association for Phases 3 and 4 of return to play. This also includes a four-year extension of the current collective bargaining agreement, which would mean labor peace through the end of the 2025-2026 season, and that is very significant as well. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. We'll go over some details of what's been agreed upon here between the owners and the players. We have time for your feedback, and I really would like to hear from you tonight. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text. Now that we're getting even closer to having hockey back, and we can also talk about some of the situations in other sports. I mean, we've had a team pull out of the MLS's back tournament. Seems to be a lot of uh, instability and uncertainty with what's going on with Major League Baseball. You can chime in on anything like that, your comfort level as a fan, what you're hoping to see from the NHL, how confident you are in the return-to-play protocol. I, I'm really curious to get your take on it. 780-496-0063 is the number to call and text. And also, hey, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm sitting all by, all by myself in my basement. And I have been for the last few hours. So really, I'll be happy to talk to almost anybody about anything, including Kellen Kennedy back at the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, how are you doing, old boy? Doing great, Reed. I caught you, uh, I think it was yesterday morning on Global News in the morning. It was pretty interesting. I saw your setup. Pretty neat. Speaking of being in my basement, yes, yeah, that was cool to be on with Lisa <laughs> McGregor for sure. My name is Reed Wilkins. Good to have you along for the ride tonight. And I do remind you, whenever we get back to Oilers games and the date for the start of the qualifying round, and we don't have a schedule or anything like that, is August 1st. And if the Canadian right. Football League gets going as well, we would have Eskimos games. And we'll talk about that with Blake Dermott because there is a report out there that the CFL is looking at playing all its games in Winnipeg and playing a six-game season. So we'll talk about that. That with Blake, as well as a huge contract for Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. So here's what we're looking at for phase three in the uh, National Hockey League. Training camps would start one week from today. So July 13th, July 10th had been the date that, that had been out there initially. There had been a lot of speculation uh, about it maybe being moved to the 13th, and that is indeed the date they're going to go with. So July 13th for training camp, that's phase three. All the teams would be in their home cities for this, and it would be a maximum of 30 skaters for Phase 3, 
with unlimited goaltenders. And this is through training camp. Phase four, that's the actual return to competition. So on the 26th, teams would travel to the hubs. And I should say, out of all this, Edmonton and Toronto are not mentioned in these documents. So it's still not officially official that it's uh, going to be those two hub cities, though we know it is, but they're not going to officially announce that until the Board of Governors and the Players Association ratifies uh, the, the protocol agreements and, and the extensions of the collective bargaining agreement. But So July 26th, travel to the hub cities, and then the start of the qualifying round, August 1st, leaves a little bit of time for maybe an exhibition game for each team, and that's been speculated on as well. So those are some of the key dates for Phase 4, each team could have fi- could have fifty two people in the bubble, so the, the, you know in the, in the hotel, the the area of the hotel that they get fifty two people, maximum rosters of thirty one. So there you go, maximum roster of thirty one. Someone just texted me, your phone keeps buzzing. Well, yes, that's because Kellen Kennedy just texted me to let me know that we have a caller at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and it is Robert on the line. Robert, thanks a lot for calling in. Go ahead. Uh, hey Reed, how uh, how you doing? Good. Well, I wanted to well, wanted to I wanted to chime in on the uh, the uh, NHL's uh, uh, return to play protocol. I mean, I I like what uh, I mean, I like what they're doing. I mean, as far as the whole safety of the players and coaches and trainers and staff and stuff like that. I mean, I know, and I think the, the uh, having the number limited to fifty two. I mean, I think that's the that's probably the the right number i guess if you if you want to call it that but i mean i, I like what uh, i like uh, i like uh, well, you know i like all the like all the all the steps that the uh, the nhl has taken over the over the uh the last little bit during during this pandemic to you know, really review and and you know go through and you know and know and determine the safest plan the safest plan of plan of action to return because i mean pr- the health and safety of the players, staff, coaches, and that is obviously the uh, number one priority. And it's you know, and I had one other thought on the uh, the new potential CBA. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it's good. I mean, having you know, having another three or four years of labor peace is good. So, and then yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much. So, all Robert. I- so Robert, I recognize your voice. I know you. I know you call Rob and I fairly regularly after games and sometimes to Inside Sports. Are you uh, like? Are you all in to watch all the games? Is it going to be awkward for you? Maybe not awkward, but I mean, it's probably going to feel a little unusual watching summer hockey. Do you think the tournament's going to feel the same as if it had been going in April, May, and June like usual? Uh, you know, I got, uh, honestly, I mean, don't be being a, being that being that you know that that uh, diehard Oilers fan and. Oh, just a, a sports fan in general, you know. To me, it's it's not going to be awkward. You know, it's I don't I don't think it's going to be awkward watching it. I think I, I think the only thing that might might seem might take some getting used to is the you know watching the games and you know and then they're not you know not seeing any fans in the building. That might you know that might be a little weird for the first game or two. But then you know uh, you know you know. But then for me, after that, it's you know it's 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 all go for me. Right on. Robert, it's nice to hear from you. Thanks for checking in. Haven't talked in a while. Yeah, for sure. Thanks a lot, Reed. That is Robert, 780-496-0063. Well, here's, here's the thing, and, and we know through this process, and some players have spoken publicly about it, some have spoken off off the record anonymously, and, and you know, I've had a couple of those conversations with players too, that they're not sure 
they're not sure about necessarily coming back. I, I mean, I had one player who was pretty adamant saying that if he really had it his way, they, they wouldn't finish this season and they try to come back in the fall and start around the usual time in October because this will throw off the NHL calendar for a couple of years. This will throw off the NHL calendar for a couple of Kellen, are you rolling something around? What is going on there? <laughs> nope, all quiet over here. So Okay, well, I'm picking up something being uh, being rolled around, so I apologize if people can hear that. Uh, I just thought if, if it is going out of the airwaves, there's no way I could not refer to it. But I, I'm getting some uh, noise, like, like a carts being rolled around or something. So anyway, okay. just okay. let you know about that. Okay, so... Um, you know there are some there are players who are, are hesitant, and Devin Dubnik has spoken spoken about being away from the family. Some other players might have health concerns. Players do have the option to opt out and no questions asked. They do have the option to simply say, "I don't want to play." I don't know if anybody is going to do that when it comes right down to it. I mean, maybe if it's a if it's a critical family situation. They might not play health situation. It might not play. I mean, most players who are injured are, are now healthy and, and ready to go. So, so they're not going to have to worry about opting out. But players do have that option. We've seen in baseball, several players have uh, already decided that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on too. So players do have the ability to say, I, I'm not going to play and there's no penalty and there's no uh, you know no questions asked you just don't have to report and play for this we'll see if anybody takes that up i, I mean I, I i think that depending on the caliber of the player there you know it could be disappointing for teammates and fans to see a, a good player decide not to take part uh and you know again a player like dubnik who uh, was vocal about it in the past we'll see what he decides now i can tell you this and this this is in the document that it was reported before as, as being likely for the conference finals and the stanley cup final which would be in edmonton players families could come for the final two rounds of the tournament so you're away for your family from the for the qualifying round first round of the playoffs second round of the playoffs and then Conference finals, Stanley Cup final, which is going to be four teams and then two in Edmonton, the families can come. So that's a little something that they have there. Seven, eight. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 496 We're going to take a quick timeout inside sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. Okay, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 6:30. Chad Gene Principe coming up a little bit later on tonight. Blake Dermott as well. We have a lot to hit on this evening, and of course, the top story 
the agreement that still has to be officially ratified by the NHL Board of Governors and the Players Association for phases three and four of the return to play protocol and the extension to the collective bargaining agreement that would take it through to the summer of 2026. So no threat of a lockout or a strike for another six years. July 13th, a week from today, training camp, July 26th, Teams travel to the Hub Cities August 1st, start of the qualifying round. That is what is coming up. Will texting in 780-496-0063 says, Reed, is it possible for them to put fans on the Jumbotron via Skype or something? Will, that's a good question. I've had a few suggestions from fans like you about how there could be fan interaction in an empty arena. The NHL has not put out anything on that. I think they've been trying to fry some of these bigger fish first. Uh, but I, I hopefully there's some sort of uh, crowd noise or something pumped in to, to make the vibe uh, a little bit stronger than what we're used to. Danny says, uh, good evening, Reed. The question I have, will all chefs, housekeepers, servers, maintenance workers, will they be on a lockdown in the same hotel as uh, the rest of the hockey players? You know what? I, I've been scanning the, the document here. Danny came out a couple of hours ago, and I'm sure you can find it online too. There's Everything I see here indicates that there would be pretty limited interaction between players uh, and hotel staff. So I don't think the hotel staff would have to stay in the hotel and, and, and never go home. Um, I'm just reading here. Uh, for example, oh, now I've lost it, Danny. I'm sorry, but the, you know about uh, dining. If uh, if if a player's here, we go to minimize in-person interactions. The servers at the secure zone hotel restaurants and bars, as well as in club meeting and conference rooms, will be instructed to place the meals and drinks that are prepared on a cart for pickup. In addition, each individual will be responsible for clearing their own plates and serving utensils between courses and putting them in a bin that will be provided to remove by hotel wait staff. So you're not going to they're not going to have servers coming to their table. They're going to eat buffet style. There's uh, language in these documents about the plexiglass at the buffet serving stations. It's all that kind of safety and then it looks like the players will have to go get their food, clean up after themselves. So that's how they're going to try to limit the, the interaction between the 52 people for each team that are going to be allowed into the bubble and other people who m- might be out into the uh, out out on the outside world so a, a little bit there and uh, i saw too that hotel cleaning staff w- would only be able to go into the player's room and the player isn't there and have to wear a glove and mask so all, all those things have been uh, have been thought of but no they're not everybody else is going to have to just live in the hotel as well the staff will come in and, and do their shift and have to follow the rules howard is on hold howard thanks a lot for calling you're on with reed go ahead yeah how are you doing tonight reed Good. That's good. Yeah, just a little bit of concern, I guess, Reed, for, uh, you know, especially, too, for star players with this COVID. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story, you know, yesterday with uh, Nick uh, Cordero there, the actor passing away at the age of 41. Uh, The COVID basically ate him up. Like, they they said there was holes in his lungs. Um, They had already amputated a leg and stuff. Now, that that happens to all COVID patients, certainly not. But... um, 
you know, say a star player gets a, you know, either you're Connor McDavid there from your team or Dreisaitl or Sidney Crosby or, or one of these players, because what they say too, see, it also affects your organs uh, possibly for the rest of your life, whether your brain, your heart, your liver, you know, your kidneys, whatever. So I don't know, are these players, you know, whether NBA or hockey or whoever, are they all weighing these things out? Oh, I think so. There, there's no doubt. that. I mean, that's the thing, Howard. Like I referenced with the players having concerns, that would be another one. What if I get sick? What, what are the long-term impacts? I mean, we may not, could be five or ten years before the COVID story is totally written or, or even longer. But I, but I think that that's why this negotiation was so intense to make the bubble as secure as possible. And if you're tested, I mean, I didn't mention if you're, I jotted down some notes here, if you have even symptoms, you're supposed to go into isolation as a player. Mm. If, you're, if you get a positive test, you isolate until you're medically cleared to play again and rejoin your team. So they're trying to cover as many bases as they can in this document. I, I think you raised up some good points, Howard. I, I don't know if it's possible to cover all the bases. You yourself, like, like I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you, do you, are you hesitant to see this tournament played or, or how are you feeling? Yeah, I think I am, because you just mentioned uh, earlier here in your talk, Reed, that, um, you know, that, and some of the players felt it, that it's going to affect now the league because of what they're doing for the next probably two, three years. Um, you know, if they would have just canceled the season and uh, done the draft here on June 30th like they usually do, July 1st free agency, and carry on like usual, and with the hope that we start, you know, middle of October, whenever it is, um, I think would have been a much better way to go than, than the way they're choosing. Howard, appreciate your thoughts, man. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, sir. All right. And 780-496-0063. We also have John standing by. John, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Reed, good to talk to you again. Oh, my goodness. It's you, John. Thanks for calling. Me, and I've got, uh, I'm just so pumped up about this hockey starting. I, I'm looking forward to Edmonton hosting it. I think it's going to be spectacular. And I'm predicting Toronto and the Oilers in the final. Man, wouldn't that be fun? Well, that would be fun. You don't have any jokes today? I do. I have two Irish jokes. One is oh, for your careful now. We don't want to. We don't want to be female <laughs> listeners. Every woman's dream is her ideal man takes her in his arm, throws her on the bed, and cleans the whole house while she sleeps. This next one is for your male listeners. All right. The brain is the most amazing organ. It works 24 hours a day, 365 days a year from birth until you fall in love. So stay single, Reed. And I have one joke. Well, it's kind of a joke about Arnold Palmer's golf tip. Uh, He said the fastest way to take several strokes off your golf score is to spend two hours in a sand trap. I can relate to that, Reed, but I would need somebody in the sand trap with me to help out. All right, John. Always appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening and thank you for calling. You're welcome, Reed. That is John, 780-496-0063. All right, so the NHL, another step closer. Return to play protocol. Tentative agreement will be ratified in the next couple of days by the Board of Governors and the Players Association. We'll keep discussing that. Gene Prince Bay is going to hop on a little bit later on. Huge money for Patrick Mahomes today. We'll touch on that and some other stories with Blake Dermott when we return.
This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chat. Mr. Clefbaum, Oilers getting ready to go. More players skating at Rogers Place today. One week from today, still needs to be approved, but very likely will be one week from today. Training camp will start. Teams will travel to Edmonton and Toronto, which are expected to be the hubs on July 26th and games starting August 1st. I've had a few people ask me along the way, what would be on uh, the ice at Rogers place. I I was told today, just kind of in passing by somebody that it would be an NHL themed building. So you wouldn't have the Oilers logo at center ice. You wouldn't have the Toronto Maple Leafs logo at center ice. It would be uh, the NHL logo or some sort of uh, NHL. Well, I guess you'd have the NHL logo. I don't know if they put the players association logo on there as well, but uh, the Oilers logo would come out of center ice at Rogers place. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Major league baseball hoping to start on the 23rd with two games Yankees at Nationals Giants at Dodgers the 24th Blue Jays would open up a road game against Tampa Bay the Blue Jays would play 10 of their final 20 games against the Yankees Atlanta outfielder Nick Markakis the latest big leader to uh, opt out of the season and as I mentioned NHLers have that option as well. The football news today, as we bring in Blake Dermott, our Eskimos analyst here on 630 Chet, and a former player in the Canadian Football League. Blake, we texted this afternoon, and we were both a little concerned about how Patrick Mahomes was going to get by on $450 million over his 10-year contract extension, but it has since been reported uh, it has since been reported that the contract is actually $503 million. So now we can both rest easy oh, for Mr. Mahomes. I, I, can, I can sleep tonight. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so concerned. <laughs> that like, is an unbelievable amount of money. And, uh, you know, here, one of the things that people, and, and let's, let's face it, if, if there's a guy in the league that could be considered to be the best player and the highest paid guy, then that's the guy right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the guy, the premier guy at that position. And uh, so if that's what that brings you, then then certainly he deserves it. The problem with it that I see is that if everybody is chasing history and everybody's wanting to be known as in a legacy, and all all players, you know, maybe at this point in their career don't, but as they get close to the end of their career, they want to be remembered as being, you know, a a true great and being paid $503 million, you you hope you'd be uh, compared as a true great. But with that kind of discrepancy in salaries, that team is never going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl like the New England Patriots were because Brady allowed the money to be spread around. He realized that he could only spend money with two hands. And uh, <laughs> uh, he allowed he allowed some of the other players to get big salaries. Because let's face it, if Brady had played for somebody else, he could have made way more money being guy winning you know as many Super Bowls as he did. He certainly could have made more money. But he just he, he realized that, you know, I mean, part of it is marrying uh, a woman that makes more money than he is. <laughs> but the, the situation is Patrick Mahomes is going to make a bunch of money for a while. But when all of these, the good players, they, they won't be able to afford that many good players. And now his offensive line is going to break down because they're not going to be able to spend four and five and six million dollars on offensive linemen. And, and his career could be shortened. So. You know, good on him for making that kind of money, and I hope that he can make that kind of money for a significant period of time. But the reality is, he may not have a long career. 
Blake, I, what, what's interesting to me is, and you've told the story on this show and with Morley and Dave a few times about how your first contract negotiation, the general manager left and locked you inside the Eskimos office. And I'm thinking for this Mahomes deal, like how do they come up with $503 million? I mean, half a billion dollars. Like, it's all, like I see some almost comedy in, in it where it's like, well, five, no, 503. That's really the number everybody is comfortable at. Yeah, I, I have, like, it's, it is so far out of any realm realm of, of uh, uh, reality for me that I don't know how they could come up with that. I mean, it's obvious that they're, Things like television revenue and and marketing and uh, you know merchandising and and things like that are all played into it and and uh, let's face it some of this money is going to be coming to a team through those those other avenues but uh, but uh, yeah I don't know how any person in any walk of life is worth five hundred three million dollars I don't I don't know how you are what well, what is that I mean look he's already won a Super Bowl and he's already been an MVP and like you said he's a great player he's one of the top players in the league. But what does this do when he reports to training camp? Does this change the relationship he has with his teammates? Or, or do, I mean, they, they all make a decent amount of money. But, but you know, some players are, are not going to make that if they played 40 careers, right? Does yeah. it change the dynamic within a dressing room when a guy is making that much money? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure that it does because... The, the the weird and sad thing about it is is that there's one really good player away from making five hundred and ten million dollars over ten years and within a couple of years like it, it it's not going to go backwards somebody somebody's going to go out and have an outstanding year you know uh, uh, um, Lamar Jackson or some young guy like that from yeah. the, um, from Baltimore yeah Lamar Jackson you know he's yeah. he's a guy that could have easily if he won the Super Bowl is he now looking for that kind of a contract so so you know you get uh, Mahomes gets injured like he got injured uh, uh, with his knee um, if he misses half a season and somebody else steps up and puts up an unreal numbers like it's just not going to go it's not going to go backwards so it's it, I, I don't know uh, I think uh, players in those kinds of leagues basketball leagues uh, 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 you know with with the fantastic guys that are that are playing the sports, there, there's always going to be that discrepancy in salary, that percentage of discrepancy in a salary in the locker room, and I think guys have gotten used to it. Blake Dermott joining us tonight on Inside Sports, chatting a little bit about Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, whose 10-year extension... Now, I should clarify here, Blake, it doesn't start for a couple of years. He turns 25 in September, so for the upcoming season, he makes $2.8 million. Then the next year he makes twenty four point eight, and then his extension kicks in, which is worth on average just over fifty million a year. So that's right. That's how it breaks down. So again, hopefully, so he's going to have to really work on a budget this year with two point eight. Then he can ramp it up with the twenty four point eight. Then he's fine after the fifty million. Blake, this is another interesting angle for me with this. And, and again, you and I can't really imagine it unless we, we cash in on a lottery or something. What is, what is this going to do a generation or two down the road with all these athletes who have so much money in the bank? They, they don't have to coach. They don't have to extend their careers if they don't want to. I mean, Magic Johnson has kind of become a CEO. Like, are, are all these players, are, are they just going to become team owners someday? Or are they going to be entrepreneurs? Like, it's just, it's so mind-boggling to think the money they're going to have in the bank when they're in their mid to late 30s. 
Well, you know the problem, Reed, and there was a 30 for 30 uh, episode, and you can probably still find it on TV. And it uh, was only it came out about a year and a half ago, I guess. And they mentioned that 80% of professional athletes in the United States, within five years of their careers ending, are bankrupt. So the problem that we have, and this is across all sports, 80% of them are bankrupt. So, so when you ask what these guys are going to do, very few of them are the Magic Johnsons of the world. Very few of them are the guys that are smart enough to be able to pay and look, at, look after themselves and plan for it. And uh, because you, one of the problems you get is you're young, as you mentioned. You're young. Can you imagine even being 23 years old and having $2.8 million a year? Like what, how irresponsible you might be. Um, I, now, everybody would say that they're not going to be that way, but, but statistics show that you, that you are. So, so these guys have to uh, – I think there's got to be such a bigger, stronger program within the professional sports uh, organizations, within the organizations themselves, and the League Responsibility Players Association in the league for educating these guys. And I know they've been doing it for years and years and years, but if you watch that video, if you watch that documentary, they all, to a man, said, oh, that ain't going to happen to me. And then it happened to them. So, so I don't know. Like, I mean, you can ask that question, and, and I hope, I hope that there are guys that have taken their, their money and their earnings over the years and have parlayed that into possible uh, an ownership, uh, a franchise, uh, uh, some big business that they've, they're contributing to society. But the reality is the majority of them won't be. The majority of them, be sadly, you know, uh, we'll, be re- we'll read about some of them, and some of them we won't read about again because they'll just disappear. And that's, that's really sad. Was it Herm Edwards in that documentary that gave the line, you have to tell these guys, you need one house, one yeah. car, one girlfriend, one best friend. Don't start spreading the money around all these excess areas and people in your life. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's crazy, but that's, that's the reality. All right, Blake, let's talk a little bit about the Canadian Football League. Now, it's still speculation at this point, but they're hoping to get a season done in the fall. The latest scuttlebutt that's out there is a six-game regular season, perhaps played entirely in Winnipeg, and then an eight-team playoff. So every team would make the playoffs except for the last-place team, and then you'd play down from quarterfinal, semifinal, and a great cup. And I think they would hope if they went deeper into the fall – that maybe that some of these uh, games could actually be hosted by by the actual team with with, with the better record. But man, Blake, a, a six game. I mean, we've been talking a lot about eight or ten. A six game regular season is it yeah. better than nothing? Well, I, I think for for sports fans in general, I think it is better than nothing. But I don't know how much better than nothing it is. Like I, the one of the things we also got to keep in mind too is that. This is this is the ultimate end goal to get guys back in the field, and this is what's been floated around. But there's a couple things that have to happen before that. You know, you got to have the the local medical authorities agree, agree to it. They got to have a new a collective bargaining agreement agreed to by July 23rd, and 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 also financial assistance from the federal government. So so there's a bunch of those things that have to happen before you can get to a six game season. Um, I think that the problem that they've got is that. You start running out of time if you go into September. You're just running out of months. And and the other thing that they're talking about too is because they want to have an extended playoff run by having eight uh, eight teams in the playoffs. Because uh, let's face it, fans like the one and done kind of scenario. And I think that is good from television revenue and and, and that kind of stuff. Is that 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 becomes more of a, uh, um, a, a an opportunity to sell the league in playoffs than it does in regular season. So. Uh, 
but I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that the, the, the other issue that concerns me a little bit is, uh, and, and players have to agree to it, is a, an, a shortened period of time between games. You're talking about four to five uh, days between games as opposed to, the, I believe, the minimum now is six games, uh, six days between games. So, so uh, uh, it, it's shortening up the period of time, although players don't have as many games to play. So, uh, but they're going to have a larger practice roster, which means that if people get injured, then, then they're going to, uh, uh, they'll, they'll have other players to be able to pull off the roster. And, and the other thing that is a, a thing that I'm concerned uh, from a player standpoint is there won't be any contribution by the teams to the pension fund for this year. So, uh, and, and, and I mean, let's face it, the, the players in this league, and, and some of them can make a, a decent living, but the players in this league uh, are not playing football to get rich, uh, much like their friends are in the States uh, to the South. But one of the things that the, the league has always had was, was a, a, a pension fund, albeit not a gigantic or anything, but there was something that if you played for a while, then when you walked away from the sport, then you have an opportunity to be able to draw a pension when you retire. And uh, and now to have one year where you're not going to get any contributions, that's one of those things that as a player might be a concern when, when talking about this collective bargaining agreement. Uh, you know, Brian just texted and he said, Reed, I haven't been following the CFL news. Why would Winnipeg be the hub city? What does it offer? Also rumors about possibly Regina. I, I think it's just the COVID cases in those two provinces. Uh, and, oh, and, newer, and, new, and newer stadiums doesn't hurt. But, I mean, Saskatchewan and Manitoba have had really low COVID numbers and the enemy lower population too, but it all factors in. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest reasons. And, and, and the other thing too, let's face it, um, it's probably going to cost less to be able to have camps in those two cities than it would be in a place like Toronto or Vancouver or Montreal or something like that. So, so you got to, and, and believe me, I think that's one of the big stumbling blocks that a lot of people, uh, you know, I think quietly talk about, but, but if you're going to bring uh, players into the CFL to start a season, so one of the things based on the, the rules that are happening right now, you're going to have to bring in some, um, uh, some, a period of time to, to quarantine and uh, who's going to pay for that? You know, you're bringing in 80 players per team. Even if you reduce your roster, you bring 80 players per team, and they got to self quarantine for for two weeks, and in a, in a hotel. So who's gonna who's gonna pay for that? Each team's going to. They're already talking about the fact that they could have uh, problems with with funds. So multiply that by nine now. I mean, we're talking about potentially four and a half million dollars out of the gate. It's going to cost just to just to bring the players in before you can even start training camps. So that's uh, that's a huge amount of money that. Uh, that uh, could be one of the issues that the CFL has uh, trouble getting started this year. All right. Yeah, another story to follow for sure. Blake, another appearance on Inside Sports that is worth $503 million. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Reed, I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll, send, uh, I'll send my driver over to collect the check. <laughs> yes, no problem. He'll send the level. Thank you, Blake. Okay, <laughs> that's Blake Dermott checking in tonight. Inside Sports on six thirty, Chet. So yeah, that's that. We we were getting closer here with the National Hockey League. We're still in the the rumor and speculation stage with the CFL. If they're going to be able to pull it off, they'll they'll have to decide. Uh, I would think by the end of the month, so they can have a training camp and then kick off the games in September. And yeah, if you missed that news about Patrick Mahomes, his ten year contract extension would start in a couple of years goes through 2031 and it's worth 503 
million dollars. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can chime in 780-496-0063. We're back after the break. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. It is time to vote for the NHL and the Players Association on the return to play protocol and the extension to the collective bargaining agreement. That would include NHL players going to the Olympics in 2022 and 2026. Of course, they did not compete in the most recent Olympic Games. Phase three players going to training camp in their home cities, maximum of 30 skaters on a roster, unlimited goaltenders. That'll start a week from today. July 26th, travel to the Hub Cities. Games start August 1st. For Phase 4, 52 people per team inside the bubble. Maximum roster of 31. You have any symptoms of COVID, you have to isolate. Positive test, you isolate and remain so until you are medically cleared to get back into action. Some of the details there, and we'll talk a little bit more about that with Gene Principe between 7 and 7.30. Other news today, FC Dallas pulling out of the MLS's back tournament. They've had a total of 14 positive tests, including 10 players and a coach while they uh, while in Orlando getting ready for the tournament. They were scheduled to play Vancouver on Wednesday. And uh, baseball, they mentioned a couple of teams didn't, uh, didn't get their tests back from Friday, the Nationals and the Astros, so they didn't practice today, so there have been some delays there. Several big leaguers have opted out of the season. Washington Nationals closer Sean Doolittle with some interesting thoughts on sports coming back amid COVID-19. It does like bring to mind kind of where we're at um, in our response to this as a country. Like We're trying to bring baseball back in a in a during a pandemic that's killed 130,000 people we're way worse off in a, as a country than where we were in March when we shut this thing down and like look at where other developed countries are in their response to this we haven't done any of the things that other countries have done to bring sports back sports are like the reward of a functioning society a, a functional society and we're just like trying to just bring it back even though we've taken none of the steps to have to to flatten the curve or whatever you want to say to like we did flatten the curve for a little bit but we didn't use that time to do anything productive we just opened back up for memorial day we decided we're done with it like if there aren't sports it's going to be because people are not wearing masks because the response to this has been so politicized like we need help from the people from the general public if they want to watch baseball like please wear a mask like social distance keep washing your hands like 
we can't just have virus fatigue and think it's been like, well, it's been four months, like we're over it. This has been enough time, right? We've waited long enough. Like, shouldn't sports come back now? No, there's things we have to do in order to bring the stuff back. So like, and now you want to bring fans back? I mean, I don't know. Is that safe? I'm not a public health expert, but like, we should probably re- defer to them on some of these issues. Um, so I, I don't know. I like, I don't know if it's safe or not. I really don't know. But like, that doesn't seem like something that. Um, I don't know if that feels like a good idea or not. I really, I don't know. Well, very honest and thoughtful there from Sean Doolittle from the Washington Nationals. I love that one line. He says, sports is a reward for a functional society. And now everything he's talking about there is is related to the United States and Memorial Day and shutting down temporarily and now trying to get back at it and talking about bringing fans into the stadium. And to me, I mean, the NBA is going to start up. Yes, all the games are in Florida, but they're, they're going to operate in a bubble there. The NHL is going to have the bubbles in Edmonton and Toronto. Major League Baseball teams are going to be traveling. They're, go- they're going to be traveling around. And to me, that's the, the riskiest proposition of the three big leagues that are coming back this summer. Baseball, July 23rd. Hockey looks like August 1st. And the NBA a couple days before that. And again, several baseball players are not going to play. Gene Principe, one of my all-time favorites. I know you'll love him, too. He's coming up next on Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.